I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jones Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. As you would have listened to this morning, I had our last part of our Branko Lee podcast, two-part of there. If you didn't get to listen to part one, scroll back a week ago and uh, cop that one. They are two sensational podcasts. And um, I thought it would be, you know, my favourite one of 2021. But I'll tell you what, the, ne- the one I've got coming next week is really interesting. He's a guy that I'm sure a lot of my listeners have got really polarizing opinions on and probably a lot of them are negative. And to be honest with you, going into this podcast, my opinion of Jackson Hastings wasn't overly positive either. But just from talking to this bloke, and we spoke for, you know, two or three hours during this podcast, um, I could just tell that he's grown up so much and he's He's developed as a footballer unbelievably, but as a person, he's just come on leaps and bounds, and I'm really excited for the future of Jackson Hastings, and I know a lot of people will still roll their eyes at him, and that's fine. He's used to it. He can wear that, but I've got a lot of faith in this kid. I think he's going to come back to the NRL over the next few years, and if he lands in the right system, I think he's going to do really special things. Uh, This little clip here is Jackson talking about when he first arrived at the Roosters. Uh, He signed with them in 2013 during that season, so you got to remember at this point when he signed with Trent Robinson, Trent Robinson hadn't won three premierships. He's not the coach he is now. He was a first-year coach in the NRL who'd been successful overseas. So it's really interesting to hear Jackson talk about him because he didn't have trophies standing behind him. He didn't have premiership-winning teams. He just had football knowledge, and that was it at the moment. A really interesting chat. And then Jackson dives into also in this little clip about the effect that having the last name Hastings had on him. I spoke the other day about people telling me that it's, you know, a cakewalk for these sort of guys. Just an interesting little perspective from a guy that's actually lived it. Let's kick it off. Trent Robinson, he's not known as the man he is now. This is his first year as an NRL coach. He he later does go on to win the premiership at the end of the season. But what were your first impressions of Trent Robinson? Because obviously, you know, he wasn't a guy standing there with three, you know, premiership winning teams behind him. He was another NRL coach. How did you find him? Smart, articulate, 
Um, his football knowledge is the the best I've ever been around still to this day. You know, I've been coached by a fair few good coaches, but the way Robbo broke down a game of rugby league was like I'd never heard it before. Um, and after I spoke to him about rugby league, I just knew that he, he just knew the game inside and out. And then obviously, um, Sammy, my manager, had heard great things about what Robbo did in France with Catalan Dragons and, and Toulouse. And, and obviously being at the Roosters before that as an assistant coach. So he did have runs on the board and, and he had people that had great reviews about him. But once I had that 20-minute conversation about where he wanted me to go as a rugby league player and how he saw the game and, and the team and, and people that they had at the club, um, it was a no-brainer to go there and, and try and improve as a player. But after I got the couple of years there under Robbo, uh, yeah, mate, he's just so smart and switched on, not only offensively, defensively, and just everything else around the game. He, um, he's definitely the smartest coach I've ever had. How did Robbo change Jackson Hastings as a footballer? It made me a lot tougher, that's for sure. Um, you know, at the Roosters, he, he that first year that I was there in preseason, I was 17 turning 18. Well, I turned 18 um, in the preseason, and he just chucked me in the middle and said, you're going to be wrestling with the, uh, the forwards. Um, you're going to be doing a lot at nine and just made me tackle um, as a kid. I sort of had it all my own way offensively. And, and if I wanted to, I'd just go defend in the centres and, and things like that and have a rest till we got the ball back. Um, and I think he sort of noticed that in me and, and made sure I, I put my head where I didn't want to. And, and him and Fitzy really drove the defensive side of the game um, for me. And, you know, I'm very thankful for that because now I can make that switch to a groove I wanted to and, and things along those lines because of Fitzy and Robbo. They instilled that toughness and, and that desire and that, and that hunger to, to want to defend, not just do it. Um, for a lot of people, it's just like, a like oh, you sort of got to do it because you play, but they make you want to do it. And I think that's why the Roosters are so successful. Um, they're the best defensive team in the comp nearly every year, them in Melbourne. And um, there's no wonder those with the two coaches at the helm. So, you know, I appreciate Robbo for, for putting a lot of time and effort into me in terms of my defence. And um, I respect him a lot for that. Mate, tell me about that first preseason in 2014. Obviously, this Roosters team, they just won the premiership. They're going for back-to-back for the first time in 20, 30 years, whatever it might be. And I imagine for the first time in your career, you're playing in a team that doesn't need you. You need them. Tell me about that preseason. Definitely. I think that's the best way to put it. They didn't need me there at all. Um, I was just another number. I was a a squatty, really. And um, that was a World Cup year, too. So, mate, half the... Three quarters of the team wasn't even there till after Christmas. So I just remember um, turning up and we we're just training at, I forgot what school it was, but we we're going to a school to do to do our running sessions and field sessions. And I remember I'd never wrestled before ever in my life. And we we're going to um, a little wrestling gym in um, Paddington, I think it was, or Surrey Hills, Surrey Hills it was. And um, we we're in there for an hour and a half, mate. And I'm just getting thrown around, like getting bashed around and, times I thought I, I don't know if I can do this for a whole preseason. Eh? like you're waking up your body's aching and it just sort of taught you discipline obviously waking up at a very early hour to make sure you're training on time taught me how to eat correctly um, I was watching people around me what they were doing and you know um, just how hard people work there at the place and it made me really want to do that but then when all the boys come back off um, international duties that's when it really intensified and that's when you really understood that you know, if you don't train um, to their standard or you're not up to their standard, one, they're going to spray you and two, you're going to be kicked out the back door pretty easy. I, I saw, obviously, I ended up being one of them people, but I saw a lot of people leave before me that probably had the potential to play first grade, but because their attitude wasn't there or 
they didn't train to the standards of what the roosters uphold um they sort of just got let go and um you know i sort of found out that uh, i found that out at the back end of my stay there as well mate obviously you've now arrived at the roosters you're into your pre-season um now i want to know your last name hastings to like was it did it help you get to that point or was it a bit of a hindrance as you were coming through? I mean, a lot of people think that sons of NRL players, they've got it easy because they've got the name. Personally, yeah. I, I doubt it makes it easy. I, I would guess it almost makes it harder. How would you describe it? It's a pain in the ass, to be honest. Um, you know, I heard, I've heard it all, mate, like in terms of I only made it because of my dad. I'm only here because I'm Kevin's son. You know, um, if your dad didn't do it. But like, I didn't grow up with my dad. I grew up with my mum. Like, mm. I... Um, Dad had nothing to do with my, my football career until I made first grade. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't teach me how to kick, catch, pass, or... It probably or makes those or, comments but, even harder to hear, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, yeah. it used to make my mum upset, and that used to upset me because I know how much time and effort and she put into me. Like, my mum put so many hours that she didn't need to into me becoming a better footballer so I could achieve my dreams. But then when I got to the Roosters and I'm walking around and his face is painted all over the walls and, like, Hastings it's across like the boardroom and shit I'm like fucking hell it's going to be a lot to live up to this and um, he's, he's, um, I'm, he's I'm, got a nah. grandstand named after him at the SFS doesn't he before it was knocked down yeah. yeah yeah had all so like had all that sort of stuff man made the team of the century and like when you go into the video room there's a massive um, big mural painting of the team of the century and like I'd walk in I'd see that every day so without there without like even seeing that there was pressure but then when you see that there was pressure but I was lucky I had Pearcey to lean on. Obviously, uh, Wayne Pearce, one of the greatest players to ever live, and, and, and Mitchell's his son. And Pearcey went through that as a kid and, and still cops it to this day. So I learned a lot of just how he handled the pressure and um, how he handled the media and just things like that too. But, yeah, it's definitely a hindrance. I think if you ask anyone in the NRL that's, that has been involved in the game at a high level, um, yeah, it's really hard, mate. It really is. But at the same time, you've just got to tell yourself that, well, for me, this is what works. Like, I just kept telling myself that, you know, my dad's had his time. I'm Jackson and, and I can only be me and, and play the way I play. We, we're completely different. My dad was five foot five foot ten or something. I'm, I'm six one. Um, my dad was a mad defender. He used to smash blokes. I'm, I'm a solid defender, I'd say. I don't really drill people or anything like that. But I'm a lot more skillful and creative with the ball. So we're completely different players and completely different athletes at the same time. So I just knew that, um, in the back of my mind, we're completely different. And in my own person, I just um, kept that the main thing inside my head. And that's what sort of got me through it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.